to the first episode of the Tailoring Your Life podcast, and I am your host, Taylor Bowles. This podcast is built to equip, empower, and encourage us as we tailor our lives to God's purpose for us one episode at a time. So today we're hitting the ground running, talking about potential. And I bet you're thinking, okay, Taylor, you're going to tell me that I have so much potential and I can do anything I put my mind to it. I just have to believe in myself. Um, And you're absolutely right. (laughs) But isn't that amazing, though? Although we know what we should do, we actually still don't do anything about it. Well, I pray that today that that ends. At the end of this episode, I pray that we all have the courage to start participating in our own story. So when I started thinking about potential, I actually went back to the title of this podcast, Tailoring Your Life. And then I was thinking, well, a tailor doesn't make something out of nothing. They actually make something completely new out of what they're given, out of the hand that they've been dealt. So today we're going to explore the materials we all have been given and that we're going to be equipped in how we can use those different tools to create our own beautiful creation, our life. So to put a little context to it, I'm going to be starting off with none other than the infamous 2020. Now, I don't think I'm by myself when I say that 2020 was completely unpredictable, unexpected, and really shot down a lot of the dreams and goals that I had for myself. Um, Going into 2020, I had goals to move to Arizona, start a whole new year after I graduated college. I imagined what my graduation day was going to be like, my grad party, moving out, starting something new. And good old COVID made sure that none of that happened. And You know, leading up to 2020, we kept hearing the statement, oh, 2020 vision, maybe we got clear goals, we got clear direction, nothing's going to stop us. Well, I don't know about you, but I had like everything but 2020 vision. I was completely blind. It was foggy. It was dark. And literally here in Washington, so much of the summer of 2020 was dark and hazy. So it was so unpredictable in almost like the worst way that you can think of. However, the comforting part is, although it was surprising to us, it was not surprising to God. And so that's very comforting. However, it still left me with a lot of questions. I'm like, well, Lord, I had all of these plans to move to Arizona, start a new life, start, you know, be a part of a community. And now I'm still in my hometown, in my home state, and I love it. I get to nurture these roots I've planted here. I get to somehow reconnect with my friends and family that I have around me, but I don't really know what you want me to do. So you know what? If I don't know what to do, I'm going to just sit here and wait for you to talk to me. I'm going to wait for the next door to open, and I'm going to just go and conquer the world in whatever way I can. Well, days started turning into weeks and weeks started turning into months and those months started leading into questioning not just what am I going to do, but more so who am I? What do I have to give? What do I have to actually offer and leave in the world? Like, I don't know about you, but when I'm just left alone with my thoughts, me, myself and I, like I'm, I would consider myself kind of pretty positive, pretty optimistic, and I have a pretty good idea and excitement about what's coming in the future. But when I can't see that at all, and I'm questioning myself, that starts to create a doubt like I've never experienced before. All of my goals and dreams started to fade and caused me to question, who am I? Or better yet, what am I made of? 
I played basketball in high school and I have to tell you, I loved the fourth quarter. And I still do when I watch games. I love it. It's because you really get to see the true nature of an athlete. You really get to see who's going to step up when pressure is applied, when the time is ticking and a play needs to be made, who is going to step up to the plate. And I was that person that was like, hey, I got it. Give me the ball. It's about to be over with. I want, oh, I waited for the fourth quarter. It was so exciting. Um, as you can tell, I get pretty competitive. Now, that was basketball. That was sports. In life, however, the fourth quarter showed up and your girl was not ready. I was not stepping up. If anything, the pressure was busting my mental pipes. I could not perform under the pressure I was currently in. It's been said that potential is only released when pressure is applied. Potential is a lot like muscle. The only way that muscle grows is if you apply weight or resistance for the muscle to be able to tear to then rebuild. This was my weight room. My weight room for my mind actually needing to see how will my potential be released. I know the Lord has some great things for me. I know he did not just give me all these different gifts and ideas and hopes and dreams just for them to pummel down and crumble in my hands. But I needed some direction and it had to begin with this. I had to stop listening to myself and start talking to myself. Or in other words, I had to get myself talk right. And I cannot be the only one who will admit that they talk to themselves. And if you just said, no, I don't talk to myself, well, you just lied because you just had to tell yourself that you don't talk to yourself. So, however, I had I couldn't just tell myself, Taylor, you're amazing. You're killing the game, girl. Like you're crushing it because I'm lying. That is not what I'm doing. That's not what I'm feeling. And I'm not faking it because I'm not making it. So I had to make this really real, really substantial, something that was strong enough to hold on to. Now, believe me, building this, building a belief system or building self-talk does not happen overnight. And it also does not derive from just inspirational things you see on Instagram. Now, they definitely help because I am a huge user of scriptures and motivational statements that I post on my stories just about every day. But to this level, I actually had to go to truth. So for me, two truths or two scriptural truths that I had to hold on to was Psalms 139.17 that says, how precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. Now, I had to hold on to this specific one to start off with because it's talking about the thoughts that God has of me. I'm battling with my own thoughts I have of me. They're definitely not as righteous or positive as God's are for me. So I was thinking, I'm alone. I have no community. I'm not going to fulfill the purpose or the dreams I want for myself. I'm probably never going to meet anyone. I'm not going to get married. I'm alone I'm hidden I'm forgotten but God's thoughts of me are she is precious she is loved I have fulfilled her with a purpose with intention and a plan I've beautiful I've made her beautifully and fearfully in my own image when you having your own self-doubt or going into a form of depression you can't just say that one time and leave it alone or just make that a broad statement you have to make that for yourself. I had to say, Lord, you, your thoughts are precious for me, Taylor. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. 
they outnumber the grains of sand. And when Taylor wakes up, when I wake up sad, when I wake up in my bed, when I wake up here in Washington, when I wake up doubtful, you are still with me. And then my life verse, Philippians 4, 6 through 8, that and Paul says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Okay, I'm gonna stop right here just for a quick second. Don't worry about anything. Lord, do you know what's going on in our country right now, in our world? There is countless things I can worry about. And I think it's pretty justified. But you tell me to pray about everything? Okay, well, you know what? I'm gonna give all of that to you. But here's how our wonderful God works. He doesn't just stop there. Paul continues to write, then you will experience God's peace, a peace which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And verse 8 continues, And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. It's always a gift exchange with God. He wants us to give him our worries, our concerns, our fears, our doubts, our anger. He wants us to give all that to him. Why? So he could give us a peace, a comfort that the world cannot. I don't get peace or comfort just by scrolling on Instagram. I don't get peace or comfort just by complaining with another person and now we're, we're better because we're complaining together. That does not make me feel at peace. What does make me feel at peace is that no matter what I'm going through, God is not surprised by it. God is not frazzled or thrown off by it. Better yet, he is still in control of it. And he knows the end of the story. I just pray that he guards my heart from the pain, my mind from the lies while I'm going through the anxiousness, while I'm going through the things that I'm worried about. And then he wants me to fix my thoughts on everything that is him. God is true. He's honorable and right and pure and lovely. Fix those things that are on heaven. And believe me, the news gives us tons of things to be worried about or stressed about. But some of us have other stresses or worries that go on in our personal life about, I don't know if I could ever go to college or there are some generational patterns that this is just what my family does. So it's nothing different. I'm not going to be any different or I'll never have the resources to get to X, Y, or Z or the system has placed a ceiling over me that I will never go beyond. That's just how the world works. Not everything I just listed is real. And for some of you, it doesn't just impact you, but your families or friends or the health of a loved one. All of that is real. But I also will be even more real and say that I have control over how much that impacts me by how much I think. I do not want to allow the external circumstances to impact the thoughts that I have about myself, about my life, and have that come from the inside out. I can control my thoughts just as much as I can control the tree that grows by the seed that I plant. Here's an example. So here in Washington, we have some phenomenal and majestic trees, like, and they're probably over 500 years old. And that's only because of the depth and the distances that their roots have covered over the years. And because of that, those trees have been able to not just survive the storms, but to stand strong in the midst of them and then to bloom and to blossom in the spring and the fall. If every storm you encounter is blowing you over, 
it's time to do some root check because what is your mind rooted in? What truths are you telling yourself? Now, believe me, what I'm describing is a daily battle. I was talking about what I was going through in September and October of uh, 2020, but I still have to go through those battles all the way until today. Like the battle doesn't end. That's why it's called the battle of the mind daily, every single morning at night, in the middle of the day. Heck, it's a daily battle and having to feed myself the proper pictures and constantly retailoring my habits and thoughts. Hey, even screen time to what I ultimately want for myself. Now, it's also a process, a process of knowing what I want for myself. If I'm just doing stuff that I think it'll be better, like that'll help me, that's great. But at some point, I have to know what is my direction? What is my goal? Where am I moving towards? Because if I'm just moving, I'm on a treadmill. Treadmills don't take you anywhere. I need to be on a hike at least. I need to have some view at the end of all of this work. Because if I'm just looking at how far I'm going, but there's no destination to it, I'm working harder and not smarter. And that's what we want to do. We want to be smarter and more effective with our time. But in that, we also need to know what actually, we need to know more about ourselves. We need to know what actually do I want for myself. And it's not like in the 10 years. I always get amazed. When I was like six, teachers would always say, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? What do you want to do in 10 years? Um, I'm sorry. I don't even know what I want to do tomorrow. I'm just thinking of what I want to eat like for dinner in the next two hours. So don't go beyond what you can't see. So for example, we are now in October. And if you can only see till December, start with December. But then don't just stay there though. Once December comes, you need to start planning for the next year. Because time is still going. Time is still passing you by. And I don't want any of us to always to be known as man. They have so much potential or you have so much potential. That just means you haven't done anything. That means there's still stuff still in you that you haven't taken time to learn. How does all that come out? What you have inside of you isn't meant to stay there, but it's meant to be shared and expressed. Now, it might start out rough. It might look kind of funky in the beginning, but just keep going. You owe it to yourself. And truly, that's all that God asks of us. Just try, just keep moving. Test me at this. I would say COVID and even 2021, I would say, has been my weight room or my weights that has pushed my potential out of me. This podcast would not be here. I am telling the truth. This podcast will not be here if it wasn't for last year and the mental pits that I had to get the courage to dig myself out of. If it didn't happen in January of the depression that still tried to come over me day after day. And it wasn't just based only on the scriptures that I was reading that I mentioned before, but it was about talking to friends and family, not just those who would hype me up or that would just encourage me, but that would challenge me, challenge me in a way that they knew who I really was and who have heard of the dreams and the goals that I had for myself and would not let me sabotage me. They saw the potential in me when I didn't. I did at before COVID, believe me, I was on cloud nine, but we go through journeys, we go through valleys, and sometimes you have to link arms with someone that'll help bring that out of you, and you bring that out of someone else. So let's bring this full circle. The beauty and the efficiency of a tailor isn't just based on the final product or the 
ending of the masterpiece. The reason why it's a masterpiece is because of all the time and dedication and readjusting and the remeasuring and the reevaluating that took place in order for it to become what it became. For all of us, the time and dedication it takes for us to not just see or to end up at the destination we want, but the dedication we must have in every single day, if it's 30 minutes, if it's 45 minutes, if it's weeks, months, however long it is, is tailored to you because what you want for yourself, no one else wants. It's not the same. It's always different. The specificities in your dream, in your goal, are just for you. They were only meant for you. So create your vision. Just start it. It's going to be scary. Some When I was thinking of this podcast, it was so scary to me because I realized that this is something greater than me. Like it's something that's going to have to push or pull something out of me that I didn't even know I had in me. It's going to be vulnerable. I'm have to have to, I'm going to have to share some parts of me that I knew was meant for someone else, but I didn't know it could be to this capacity. But let me tell you, sitting here right now talking with you gives me nothing but pure joy. And it's not joy just because I'm getting to sit here in this moment and talk with you. No, but I get to reflect back on all the time, the dedication, the doubt, the hopes, the exciting moments that all led up to this moment. It's the journey or the climb that makes the destination so meaningful. So I pray that whatever hurdle or trial or doubtful season or time that you are in right now, know that all of that is going to be shown as fruitful, that you are going to get the return on the painful investment that you're paying right now. And it's not just going to be a blessing to you, but to all of us who get to witness it. And even those people who got to be on that journey with you. So I pray that this episode not just encouraged you, but gave you equipment and empowered you that all that you need to do all that you want is already in your hands. It's just waiting for you to get started. So I pray that you will today pick up that needle and start tailoring your life. So guys, thank you so much for joining me on our opening episode of the Tailoring Your Life podcast. I pray that it has blessed you. And better yet, if someone came to your mind while you're listening to it, be sure to bless them. Be sure to share it. And if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe here on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or any other podcast platform that you may be listening to so you do not miss any weekly episodes in the future, especially next week, because next week we will be starting the relationship series and beginning with none other than singleness so all my single ladies next week is just for you and i have an incredible special guest that will be joining me and you do not want to miss it we will be spilling all the tea all the good the bad the in between our thoughts everything that you want to know we will be talking about it so be sure to subscribe so you do not miss it and if you aren't already be sure to follow me on instagram at taylor underscore bowls for more daily content and updates So guys, thank you again so much for joining me and I will catch you in the next episode.